This week on the Self Rugby Podcast, Pat McCary joins us as we discuss the topic on everyone's lips. Johnny Sexton, rematch ban. What does this mean ahead of the World Cup? How many games does Sexton need pre-World Cup, post-World Cup, during the World Cup? All the chat on the Self Rugby Podcast. Tune in and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Self Rugby Podcast. Please to announce we're back. The World Cup hike begins, Zach. And there was a bit of news we had to jump on to start the series. What are you thinking? Well, it's the job of, um, I suppose, every kind of podcaster out there. It's all reactionary. <laughs> you know, it's all about reacting to the news. So, obviously, we had to jump on and talk about kind of Johnny Sexton and, and all that jazz. So, I mean, we were earlier than we wanted to start our World Cup preview. But, I mean, any excuse to, to start it, I suppose. So, so yeah, can't wait. Please tonight, we decided to bring in the services of Pat McCary. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, lads. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, good to get on. I was saying, um, yeah, normally we were it, it, where where I work. We're kind of delighted that we have the GAA and maybe even the Women's World Cup to talk about a, a little bit of Rory McIlroy in the golf. But um, yeah. to be to be thrown straight back into the middle of rugby again, it, it feels like it was only a few weeks ago it finished, and and here we are back at it again. I know the GAA is in full flow at the moment. Obviously, Republic of Ireland women are back at the World Cup, so that's kind of going, Roy McIlroy and Shane Lowry. And then, obviously, if you're more kind of England or into your cricket, you've got the Ashes in full flow at the moment. So it's it's actually quite a summer of sport, even though there's no major sports tournament as such, you know, there is. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. And on to the, on to the big news, why I've have, why have jumped on today. So... <laughs> the Sexton ban, which rolled on and on and on. Is there anything you could tell us, Pat, in terms of why did it actually take so long, do you know, in terms of getting to a mm-hmm. definite, you know, making a decision on it? Because this was, I remember people saying, this was May, and I couldn't really believe it was May, how long ago that Champions Cup final was. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be, uh, there's a journalist um, who works for City AM uh, called Matt Hardy, had it first, and it seemed to me that he had been like from like the, the way he was reporting, the way you're reading and the way I was kind of reading into it, that maybe he'd been speaking to maybe not Jack O'Pepper, but like one of the assistants or somebody who was close to it because he had a lot of the details that were going on. And, um, you know, I was only speaking to him during the week and he said he got a bit of abuse because like he was the first to report it. Nobody else had heard about it. Uh, when I got in touch with like Leinster um, they were just like, oh, Jack, like no, they could have been genuine, but they're like, oh, first we've heard of it. Yeah, you know, and and then even the EPCR was like, we can't comment on an ongoing matter. And it just very much felt like that this was not behind closed doors, but like there was, the letter had gone out. He had to kind of answer for himself and everybody was almost hoping that that would be it. But then once Matt Hardy kind of got hold of it, it got printed, it got picked up by, you know, a lot of the Irish sites. Then all of a sudden you had, because Ireland are kind of, you know, top ranked in the world, the French, the South Africans, the New Zealanders, they all got hold of this. And it's like Ireland's captain, who's kind of got under their, you know, the skin of a lot of people over the last like 50 and odd years. Like the yeah. Ireland captain has kind of been, he stepped over the line again. And all of a sudden it was just like, that was the kind of the winds that kind of got pumped into it. And, and the, the the flames were fanned. And um, it is interesting that it did take that month, but it was like, I think the referees were pushing it. They They were pretty unhappy with how it all happened. Uh, mm-hmm. The head of referees, Tony Spreadbury, got a a, a a a barrage from Sexton as well when the game was over, which a lot of us didn't know about as well. And 
Um, yeah, but it's weird that the whole process took so long, like a month for that letter to go out and then almost another three or four weeks for for the whole uh, thing to happen. And it, it felt a bit old school, didn't it? Like with the letters going out. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of think one of the things that held it up as well was like they were waiting to get hold of all this footage as well. And kind of it was a mixture of fan footage and then stuff that BT Sport would have had as well. Like, But um, yeah, I don't know, maybe because the season was over, everyone was on holidays. Like, I don't know. Well, it took quite so long, but um, but we got there in the end. Yeah, and even that, I feel like the the disciplinary process was long too. You, you know, kind of like you know, there was no immediate kind of decision made, and you know, it was kind of over the weekend, and then on the Sunday evening, the news broke, which is also kind of I felt like that was kind of I don't know if that was like a leak or anything, kind of like a Sunday. Evening. It's a really weird time to announce, you know, yeah, disciplinary decision. Because that's a way I think a lot of people expected it to be kind of because these hearings do go on a bit, but like it, it might start at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. But I, I think a lot of people expected, you know, the white smoke almost to kind of come around 6 or 7 p.m. or something. But then it started coming out around 4 p.m. that it was going to be, you know, it's going to be another day. It was going to be considered. Then all of a sudden it was rolling into next week. And I, I think it was supposed to come out initially Monday or Tuesday, but unless somebody had again got wind of what happened or um, yeah. it was going to get announced. But yeah, then because I was actually saying, yeah, I was in trouble last night. I was finally sitting down when work finished and we were <laughs> going to watch uh, the movie Elvis. I was with my wife and we were watching it and I think we were only around 10 minutes into it and all of a sudden the news broke and I was like, we have to pause, <laughs> to pause the movie here. Like, so, uh, so I was in big trouble there because I disappeared for half an hour and um, yeah, a, a lot of it's kind of taken people by surprise, but um, yeah, very interesting. I suppose, like, what, what are your kind of thoughts on the whole thing that, like, uh, you know, for me, my sense was I started getting very worried when it went beyond the day and you're like, is this, I, I felt it was going to, you know, go on into the World Cup. But in the end, I think, you know, I suppose with the Irish hat on me, I'd say I'm happy enough with, with three game ban. Like, well, I don't know what you guys think about it. Yeah, I think I definitely, Pat, like, we were texting on Friday because we were also watching the under 20 final. And it was just like still no word. Then we kind of thought maybe they're just going to wait to announce it after the under twenty final. Don't want to steal their thunder, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. And it just gets in like you know the longer it takes, that can't be a good thing. Your mind just automatically goes to the negative. You're like, right, you know, is it is it going to be seriously lengthy? And they're trying to figure out the best way to, you know, announce it. So certainly for like, and then for it to be three matches when it first broke on Twitter, I was like oh, someone's jumped the gun here. Like, that's not, it can't be true. Like, there's no way you can take this long and only be three matches, three warm-up games. But um, that's what that's what it is. So it, it, it it's kind of, it just, it, it's all a wee bit bizarre, to be honest. Yeah, um, I think it's, I think it's even, you know, oh, sorry, you jump it in, Ali. Yeah, it's like, I think a bit that the thing that held it back was like, even though there was footage, there was this big crowd noise kind of thing. And it was a bit like he said, he said kind of a thing. And that might have saved yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it definitely... It definitely has, and I think, um, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, only three matches, so I'd say as I mean, well. When I was reading the list of all the other ones and people comparing it to Dylan Hartley's and people comparing it to different things, and and then I seen the Kyle Sinclair one. I remember that wasn't too long ago, and it was quite a similar band to that. And when you actually think back on Sexton's disciplinary, he's one of them one, a bit like Owen Farrell. No one could believe Owen Farrell had the clean slate when. When he got his tackle school and all, and when you actually think about it, he's one of them players that has avoided bands and stuff over his career. So probably was with with if it was six brought down to three, 
Yeah, I don't. I feel if you really compare it against other ones, it probably is fair enough. And I guess rolling on to the reasons why you know people are having an uproar is if it was just like a Six Nations and it's free games, people wouldn't be chatting. It. It's the fact we have these Rugby World Cup World Cup games. We have free games. If it's free pool games, you're already going into one of the big boys. So I think that's a huge reason why. And truthfully, do, do you guys think Sexton would have played any of the warm-ups? Because I think what people tend to forget is Sexton before the Six Nations was injured as well. So mm. the whole of 2023, we're talking, I don't know what the game, like four, maybe four games he's played in the whole of, is that a concern yeah, yeah. going into this? Yeah, it's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, I forgot about yeah because he'd had the look like his his cheekbone got caved in uh, yeah. against Connacht, and they they patched that back together again. And um, yeah, the like I think he's been able to do it, and and like Ross Byrne has almost just been the de facto ten for Leinster for the last three seasons. Like so, and Sexton's just come in, but he does have this ability just to step in and and you know get straight up back up to speed with big games as well. Like I I, I was almost thinking at one stage did a. Uh, did he jump the gun retiring from Leinster? Because could he have said that he was going to play play like preseason games with them as well and, and and miss the whole, you know, big test match ban as well? But yeah, I, I kind of think it's got to be a bit of a concern. Like you kind of wonder how they're going to get him up to speed. Like, are they going to have a, a behind closed doors game? Are they going to get even in one of the provinces maybe to run? I think they did it against Ulster in the past. So they're yeah. going to get the provinces in and give them a, a good old proper run out. But um, I, th- I think, yeah, I don't know about you, Zach, but I think that the thing that does save us is just the way those fixtures fall, isn't it? Romania and Tonga in the first two games. Yeah, like to bring to bring him up to speed and even to kind of get a bit of momentum on the go. And I guess not kid ourselves either. I think that Tonga game is going to be a lot harder than people realise because actually the way the, 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 the residency rules have changed and things. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see hopefully a competitive game against the Pacific Island, which hasn't you can't say that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think we've got very lucky in the midst of being incredibly unlucky with the draw. <laughs> you know, you gotta take you just gotta so take your ball. Plays. Are you saying he plays Romania? 60 men's he doesn't need a lot, does he, really? To get up to speed. And he is the type he's a bit like a Robbie Henshaw. You can't just drop him in. But you probably need something. And you're probably right, it's a good point about the pine closed doors game. Maybe that's even enough. Mm. Interesting what he thinks is enough for him because I know Andy Farrell made it clear that Sexton needed all three warm up games to be up to speed for the World Cup. They, t- they played it like that for, in terms of getting the ban and stuff. So that, that was his saying on it. And I think that might have been a bit of a stretch, but he would have definitely been involved and puts the pressure load now on Jack Crowley and um, Ross Byrne to play all the warm up games between them. And does that then put them at risk of? Playing too much going into World Cup and then having to, well, they were, the plan was probably for them to to be the two against Romania and Tonga as well. So mm. it's definitely changed the planning, that's for sure. So it's not as perfect as people kind of make out that he misses the free games and it's all fine. It's classic Sexton, he, he's there at the World Cup because it does change preparation, no doubt. Yeah, I actually, it's only it's, it's a good point you made about it. Actually, yeah, that that I would have said, yeah, he's going to use you know Romania and Tonga to warm up, but then there's no way he's going to play you know, four in a row, then straight into the knockout stages. So he probably doesn't start one of those games as well. So um, I don't know. I'd probably I'd probably keep him away from Tonga, like, you know, or keep him on the bench for that or something. So give him Romania maybe to ease into it. But uh, yeah, it's completely changed everything. I, I kind of feel 
he maybe would have started against England that game. That would have been again like a, another a second swan song, I suppose. The, uh, you know, in Ireland, but um, that's kind of been avoided now. So uh, my my sense of things is kind of, and this is just kind of reading the tea leaves or just kind of getting an idea is that that Ross Byrne is going to start two of the those warm up games, and and Crowley's going to start one, and um, you might even see something really crazy in that Samoa game where like if. I think the squad is going to get announced maybe the Monday after that, Monday or Tuesday after that game. Like so, that might just be if if Farrell's happy with what he's seen in those first two games, you might even see Kieran Frawley starting a ten or something. It might be there might be some strange combinations, and and we kind of hope that you know it could, it could be anything. Jimmy O'Brien could get the nod or something, but um, yeah, Frawley's those two a good point. I for, yeah, forgot about Frawley. Yeah, that's that's someone who's still amazing. It hasn't been capped. And... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, maybe the type of door that could then open into into more or I could see maybe a Connor Murray backing up on, on the bench at ten, like but there's def it's definitely gonna gonna change the thinking and so like, do you think it gives like a Jack Crowley probably more minutes going into a World Cup? Do you think it's perfect for that type of personnel, even a Ross Byrne to really cement the I think I think someone like Jack Crowley, you know, he's kind of starting out his career. He's had a an incredible season for Munster, you know, key part of a win like a ERC winning side, you know, so he's he's probably just coming off, off the back of that. And he's young too. So obviously reg- regardless of your age, you know, you need time off. But you know, someone like him, young professional, I'm sure he'll be he's itching to be, you know, he probably hasn't been on pre he hasn't been on holiday. He's probably just been <laughs> kicking in the backyard <laughs> ever since he got back from South Africa. Um, but no, it's perfect for him in terms of getting those minutes, getting more confidence in the shirt and commanding the players around. Because obviously you got you got to remember like Johnny Sexton brings that aura and that command almost. And that's even why he'd start not necessarily just for obviously for his incredible skill. Um, but he is that kind of talisman. He can order a Peter Romanahy about <laughs> in ways that maybe <laughs> Jack Crowley or Ross Byrne can't. So you even got that to think about as well. But I don't know, Pat, if you think about, because obviously a lot of the questions when, especially around, you know, Saturday night, when things were getting anonymous and you're thinking, how bad could this get? Um, people were chatting about, well, maybe it's not such a bad thing that Sexton misses the majority of group stage matches because South Africa are probably going to go out to, like, it's going to be a physical battle and should be. Do we really want him playing South Africa? Because that could end his World Cup there and there. Like, what, what do you think on that kind of line of argument? Yeah, it's kind of it's such an interesting one. Just as the way that draw goes, it's like, like even talking to people about how big a game that's going to be, and it's kind of everything could could rest on that. But then, yeah, you win that prize of maybe beating the the Springboks, the world champions, and then you're still going to get France or New Zealand. So it's it's such a kind of uh, yeah, there could be that thing where like both sides go at it for a bit, and I I don't know. Yeah, that last game against South Africa, um, you know, when Ireland kind of edged it there, like was. It was just so such a physical game, wasn't it? Like so, and and like even though like the All Blacks beat them there at the weekend, like it's such a kind of scary kind of match day twenty three that they have, isn't it? Like, but um, yeah, and then Sexton, you know, he's like that's what somebody was asking me about it today. Like, oh, you think that's him changed now, or how's he going to get on with the referees? I was like, he, he'll probably be Mister Nice Guy for the first few games, but the minute like we're in the heat of the battle again, he'll be in the referee's <laughs> ear. He'll be moaning yeah. again, like yeah. Um, so he'll be the same guy again that if he go, if he starts against South Africa and it's a tight game, he'll end up playing like 77, 78 minutes until the job is done. Like so uh whether that's kind of to our detriment at the end, who knows? Like, but I don't know, it's it's such a 
I don't know. I'm in that stage where like the closer the World Cup gets, I'll probably get more kind of giddy and optimistic. But I'm in that stage now where I'm like, oh my God. Like it's such like you look at the rugby championship and you're and you're like, and Joe Schmidt's got the all blacks cooking all of a sudden, like you know, yeah, I know brands, yeah, like uh, are starting to kind of home, even the under twenties, you're like, Oh god, here we go. But but it still is, it's it, it feels weird, but it's it, it is our best chance going into a World Cup. Like so it's to try and I think it's the squatter that like, and Andy Farrell, they're more optimistic than the rest of us. I think the rest of us have these this collective scar tissue over the last few years. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so it's true. interesting you say about New Zealand now and I think that does well that changed my opinion on the ban where if Sexton was to miss South Africa say and come back for Scotland, the way New Zealand are, as you say, like turning the heat up the difference between a France and New Zealand now isn't looking, it's not looking worth like risking a mm. risking a sex and then having them out. Oh, I reckon all the chat in the, in the like like for example in England England warm up game for the World Cup like not many people remember rugby World Cup warm up games are very hard to you can actually think back to it they don't really stand out but do do you reckon all the chat in the warm-ups would have been, oh, cotton wool sex and no point playing sex and sex and might get injured, yeah. sex and might get injured. Because I'd love to know the stats of how many games Sexton has put together in a row. Because I know the last few Six Nations, he's always sat out one, which shows he probably couldn't, he can't put five. He probably couldn't yeah. put five together. That was the thing, wasn't it? But even Warren Gatland said he didn't, that's why he didn't pick him for the Lions because he, he, right. he put three in a row together and, and Sexton came out and I think tried to prove that point. And I think he did once maybe since then in the past two years. And and then he's kind of has has been cotton wooled and he'd come out and talk to talk. And I think he did that, didn't he? Yeah, in the 2022, yeah, uh, just to prove a point as well, like um, that he could put it in a row. And Gatlin said he regretted it. And um, But yeah, I, I think, yeah, you're right. I think there would have been a lot of talk. And um, it's such an interesting one to me though. Yeah, that... Um, you know, yeah, Sexton probably would have, you've only would have maybe seen him start one of the three games and then there would have been talk, is this enough? Like, at least that's all out of the way, at least. But yeah, like such an interesting one about who starts because like Joey Carberry getting like just swept to one side. Yeah. Um, like I, I wonder whether, I don't think they will, but I wonder whether will they bring in like a Harry Byrne or a, is Carberry going to come in even for reps or something like that Um, during the next few weeks? Like, I think they're up to do media on Thursday. Like, so you might get to, to ask that question, but um. I don't know. For me, like I, I said, it's so funny. Like Ross Byrne, he really showed me a lot for Leinster last season. And then in the final, uh, yeah. in the final five minutes, the old kind of nagging questions came back. Whereas, is this guy the guy for the big occasion? Like so. Uh, whereas Jack, Jack Crowley was just he looked like he you know was born to play in a big final like for Munster as well. So uh, I don't know. Ross Byrne looked like he was there and. I don't know. He, the, the Ross Byrne era might not even, it might be a couple of games and then Jack Crowley will take over. But uh, at least we have a guy like Crowley. He looks like, as I said, he looks like he's, this is, this is where he wants to be and this is where he belongs. So that's not a bad thing, I suppose. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially looking forward to the, to the future. But no, I mean, yeah, it's just that thing with Ireland. I don't know. It's just like, I just, I just look at the fixture list and I'm just like, I just don't know how we get through it. I don't is know. Your, your safety um, card of uh Sexton was banned gone now, Zach. There's no, I had the tweets all ready to go. My draft bot, you know. Ah, well, Sexton was banned. It's all, it's all well rugby fault, but <laughs> not nothing, to get, nothing to get us charged up now. Like, yeah, we normally yeah. have to, we have to be the underdogs. Now we're going in. I think that's kind of 
was saying to Telf actually the weekend, I was like, I kind of like, you know, in some ways you want them to ban him quite badly and then kind of back <laughs> against the wall, galvanize an entire nation to just, you know, us always the underdogs sort of thing. Yeah. But hasn't quite worked out like that, I suppose. I think, I think that's it. I think somebody was like, I think as a nation, we we're like, a, or like as we were all get, as an island, we were all getting ready to kind of kick off. And then it was like, oh, oh all right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we'll take that. So, like, all right. We've got to put, put away the could, Do you think there could still be a knock on effect in terms of his relationship now with the referees? You mentioned earlier about him being nice at the start. And then, do you think there is going to be extra scrutiny? There's no doubt Razzie's going to be on, on yeah, the phone. Yeah. Be a couple of of comments from other coaches in the media and to watch. And is it unwanted pressure now on Ireland and Ireland and those real, real like semi-finals, quarter-finals will come down to the finest of margins where a call might or may not go their way. And I know referees, if you treat a referee nice as Sam Warburton 2017 in the Lions Tour show, mm. you, you can get the reward in the crunch moments. But again, it's maybe, maybe just looking for an hour of that isn't there. I I wonder as well who's gonna um like I would have naturally thought Peter O'Mahony my captain but it's probably gonna fall to James Ryan as well because then O'Mahony's a guy mm. who in your face as well like so um <laughs> I, I say it'll probably be James Ryan again and yeah we lean back into the the Leinster thing and uh, yes sir no sir kind of stuff like or will they will they switch the captaincy around is Sexton going to be seeing much for the next few weeks is he going to do media because he's not playing like all of a sudden is the captain of Ireland gonna like you know, drop off the, the face of the earth for a few weeks. It's it's very it's just a weird build up, isn't it? Like um like even there the the, the jersey launch, like to have Ross Byrne front and center for it and, yeah, and Sexton might have done that in the past. It's it's a lot of strange stuff is being thrown into the mix and like he he, he asked for trouble himself, didn't he? But uh yeah, very, very strange build up. Yeah, that is actually the jersey put launch. I never even thought about that. That's really interesting. Yeah, he kind of was in the background a bit. Mm. But even yeah, and like he's the he's the captain, he's the talisman. This is his last yeah, kind of, you know the last dance in a sense, but he, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think though, because same... all the all the questions would have been not about the jersey. Yeah, <laughs> although there are certainly a lot of questions about the jersey anyway, uh, which we <laughs> we'll maybe not get into. But even like I think though it is it, it like you got all the, like, these sorts of things, you know, whatever whatever happens, everything's an opportunity. And I think for Ireland, it's an opportunity to really grow their kind of leadership group. Mm. I would argue, like. In the autumn internationals, you know, we saw against Australia when Saxon's not on that pitch, the standard drops. Like there's no mm-hmm. doubt, about, no doubt about it. And and for me, like it comes, I don't know, but you, but like it comes from a place of leadership. We need those players to step up and lead on the pitch and kind of be those talismanic figures. You know, unlike the, the Ireland's of the past, where you had both O'Driscoll and O'Connell. And not to say that we don't have those. I'm not trying to say that, but I think more leaders need to step up and kind of fill that vacuum that Sexton does leave and probably will inevitably leave at some point in the World Cup when he inevitably picks up an injury. So that's kind yeah. of... You know. it's, it's a funny one, actually. I was like thinking of Ross, I think it was the semi-final uh, when they beat Toulouse and, and there I think Jordan Larmer made a mistake or he tried to do something crazy, like run the ball out of his 22 and he got caught and... And Ross Byrne like gave him a barrel, like a boat barrels, and and it was kind of a re- very clear, like what are you doing? And like that was a moment in a really weird way, maybe because we're all conditioned to Raj and then Sexton after him. But like we were all like, yes, that's what a number ten should be. He should be the guy that gives out to everybody. But yeah, it was a big moment where like, okay, maybe this guy is grown into the role and grown into himself. Like, um, yeah. But then again, he's just been. 
Whereas, like, if you ever told Sexton he was the number two to Contopomi, he'd he'd bite your hand off and tell you that, like, he had pushed him out and kind of, and you know, he didn't need that injury and he was going to start anyway. Whereas, like, Rossburn has always been like the, even though yes. as the number number one at Leinster, like, very much number two. Um, and I don't know, that's a bit in his psyche. Like, so I think I can kind of see what Ireland are doing is like they're pushing him front and center, they're telling him he's the main man. It's almost like a bit of an ego job from as well. Like, um, you're gonna do this launch, you're gonna talk to the press, and uh, you're the you're the guy here for us. And then hopefully, yeah, when Sexton comes back, it's like, okay, okay, thanks very much. Give us that jersey back. We'll, we'll give it to this guy just in case we might need you again, though. Just stay close. <laughs> yeah, is totally it crazy? Good. Is it crazy to say if Ross Byrne really starts turning it on? Is there at least a debate maybe to put Sexton in and say at 22 against South Africa or at 22 against Scotland? Preserve him a bit, but still have that leadership towards the end of the game. Do you think, I think that's what you're learning to there is, is Ross Byrne is going to play a big role this World Cup regardless of the ban or not? Yeah, like again, like the thing that like would make you think that he has a chance is it's just the, the Leinster, just the contingent of Leinster players in that squad is just kind of... um you know, he knows everything. Like if, you know, w- would they just team him up at Gibson Park? Like he knows the the crack with James Lowe. I'd say it's probably going to be like at the moment, Ringrose, Henshaw as well. Like it's, yeah, it, it'll probably be like a, le- like I'm just even thinking off the top of my head, maybe 12 Leinster starters. Like, so Byrne will know them more. The lads trust him as well. Like, so he does have a good chance, like, but, and as you said, we could see where we are. If they win those two games decent enough against Romania and Tonga, like they could just, yeah. But the only the big factor there and the big elephant in the room is it's just Sexton himself and like he's just got such a big force of personality that like will he <laughs> tolerate being put on the bench like you know like people used to say that Raj had a a big thing like that but like yeah. at least Raj accepted as he grew older that he had to be that sub but he kind of like Sexton is not that he's he's gone out swinging you know like and and he's starting as many games as he can he's playing as many minutes as he can and they'll probably take him off whatever whatever final game is they'll just like. I don't know. I just hope they just put him in some kind of cryo chamber for at least like three or four years to preserve the body at the end of all this and give him a big rest. Like, but he's going out. He's going out in a shield one way or another. I'd say. Yeah, I think Zach's volunteered playing that behind the closed door game at the high performance center. <laughs> yeah. back uh, you, know, you know, tell. I never really fulfilled my potential or was able to display my potential to the Ulster skills selectors. So maybe this is maybe this is my moment, you know, up the Malone Road or something. <laughs> so on that on that big thing we'll leave it there. But no a big big thanks Pat for jumping on and, and chatting all things Johnny Sexton and I'm sure it's not our last topic on Johnny Sexton during this World Cup. I'm sure he's gonna be still in amongst it, even if Ross Byrne does squeak ahead of him. But yeah, until next time we'll catch you then. Cheers. Cheers guys. To anyone that's made this far in the podcast Follow, follow us on all our platforms Spotify at Telfroy Podcast Twitter at Rugby Tell Instagram Telfroy Podcast even on TikTok nowadays we're everywhere at the Telf Rugby so please follow us everywhere and we'll catch you next week <laughs>